Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Pelham Place. I am Jay Pelham, and this is the first episode, yep, the very first episode of Pelham Place. Uh, we're here in uh, coronavirus lockdown. We've been in, uh, in quarantine for uh, over six weeks now. And it's a little crazy. So I decided that uh, I wanted to start connecting with uh, folks that I have come in contact with uh, throughout the past uh, many years. People that I've uh, kept in touch with on social media and uh, in other ways as well. One of those guys is Ron James. Ron and I worked together in radio a few years back and have stayed in touch over the years. We don't get to see each other much, so I felt like this would be a great time to take advantage of the extra time that we seem to have right now and chat about some of the projects including uh, his three podcasts Movie Schmovie Branded which is B-R-N-D-D and that's a uh, podcast of conversations with creative types and then his third podcast is a wrestling podcast called Three Dope Dudes and a Mic or 3DDM for short I can tell you that uh, if you search for 3DDM you will get Three Dope Dudes and a Mic on on Apple Podcasts. Then we get into the uh, stand-up comedy that he does and what he's doing right now during this uh, this coronavirus uh, quarantine with Funny Factor Comedy. They're doing some live streams, and uh, he's hosting those with Mike Quinlan and featuring comics who are quarantined all over the globe in these uh, live stream formats. And I sat in on one, and it went really well. I, th- I thought that the uh, comics did great considering the fact that it's hard to do stand-up when you're sitting down in front of a webcam. But it went really well, and I definitely suggest everybody checking that out. That's a weekly show. Uh, Just check out funnyfactorcomedy.com for dates and names of the comics that will be featured. Finally, we get into his music, Catch the Fade, a rap group that Ron started with his cousin and just released a new single prior to the uh, coronavirus quarantines, uh, a single called Myself, featuring freestyle champion King Los. You can find Ron on all of the social media platforms by searching for Who Is Ron James. But for now, sit back, stay safe, and check out our conversation. Listen. Uh, Sometimes I amaze myself. I was stuck and amazed myself. Ah. I mean, you're kind of like a a jack of all trades, um, you know, between uh, hosting the podcast, Movie Mm Schmovie, and then you also are, you've got your clothing company, right? Uh, Status Status, Apparatus. Status Apparatus. Actually, I do other podcasts. So I do this podcast called Branded, where we interview creatives. And then, yeah, and then I do this wrestling one every once in a while called Three Dope Dudes and a Mic. But yeah, primarily Movie Schmovie branded the clothing line. A little bit of music. um, And then I do stand up. And it's funny because, you know, talking about all of these things that are happening during during uh this coronavirus the lockdowns and everything Mm -hmm. i've known for for a few years that you were doing stand-up never was able to get out to a show and then 
now you're doing these online sessions, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the, uh, the funny factor shows. And I was finally able to join in last night and check it out. And it, it, very cool. I, you didn't actually do a set. did I know you hosted. No, I, I've been hosting. I was actually on. So the guy, Mike Quinlan that I uh, co-hosts with this came, all this came from something really weird. It all started. Um, so I, I knew Mike Quinlan for years and we, I'd, I'd been on a couple of his shows, but it all started in Japan out of all the, of all the places in the world. So, um, I was looking at, uh, my, my fiance and I, before I proposed to her, were um, going to a wedding in, um, in Asia and we had this plan to go to the wedding and then go to Japan after that. Uh, the wedding was in Indonesia. Then we went to Japan. I had this plan to do an open mic in Japan. That was like my dream. Cause I, everywhere that I go, I try to do stand up. and I knew Mike for a while. I did a set there that kind of came out of a weird situation where I, I signed up for an open mic. I came to the open mic on the day that he told me to, but he was telling me the time in, uh, another time zone. Oh, so okay. I wound up coming <laughs> at, uh, Eastern Standard Time to a, to, to, he gave me a time that wasn't lined up the way that it should have been. So he was like, I'll put you on a paid show. And I was like, sure, I'm getting paid to do stand up in Japan. I told him about that. I told Mike Quinlan about that mic. He did it, was successful. And then we kind of got cooler based on that. And then we decided while the, all this stuff was going on with COVID-19 that we tried to do something together, which blossomed into Funny Factor, uh, which I've always wanted to do something like this. And I had actually asked about this when, before things got crazy. And a lot of my friends were like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. Why would you have an online comedy show? But there's a lot of people that just for whatever reason can't come out. Um, and exactly. It, you know, you have a family, you, you have a situation, you may be too far away because sometimes, so you drive an hour to see somebody, you sit around for two hours and your hour drive home, that's like six hours out of your day to yeah. see 15 minutes of somebody stand up. If you're lucky, five minutes normally. So I, I love the format. I thought that Thanks, the, uh, it, it, it's one of those things where, I've always loved stand-up comedy. Um, you know, I've I've always gone up to uh, uh, Magoobies here in Baltimore, up in Timonium, um, seen a ton of, of comics there, local, and they do a really good job of of putting locals on stage with the nationals that are coming in. And um, so uh, that's something that I even going to Magoobies on. You know, it's hard for me to get up there as much as I would love to because right. I really do love stand-up. And I was I was skeptical of how would how that online format would translate, um, you know, because comics rely on the interaction with the audience. Yeah. Um, and with the Zoom format, you, you know, yeah, they can see the audience, but do the jokes translate the same? Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought it was really interesting because uh, I knew of one of the comics. Uh, Rob Mayer. Okay, Rob is and, uh, I, I, I know for a fact I've seen him. I don't know if it was at Magoobies or uh, what was it, the Baltimore Comedy Club, mm -hmm. or uh, is that what the name of it? Uh, I don't know if it's still around. Baltimore Improv. I, I forget what they call. Man, my brain it was is the Improv. Sure 
And then there, there was another one. Um, comedy Factory. Maybe, maybe the Baltimore Comedy Comedy Factory. That yeah. Baltimore Comedy Factory. Yeah. Um, so back when I first moved to Baltimore, uh, we used to see you guys there. And I know I've seen him mm-hmm. in one of those those clubs. So that was, you know, a familiar name. Um, and everybody else was was great. I think all of the comics did really well with the situation that we're in. And I, I, I like the way that they were able to make light of the situation, right. um, you know, because it, it puts them in just as a, an awkward time as everybody else right. and so i think that uh i think that you know if everybody there knows like this is this is just the new norm for us right now and and we're gonna make the best of it i i kind of compare it to the music industry because i i know a ton of independent musicians right now that are struggling and they're you know they're jumping on these live streams and playing two songs and hoping for tips and you know it's like the hustle has to be more now than it ever was when you were out trying to get a gig in person, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things that we pride ourselves in is that it's a little more elevated. Um, We have video elements, we have an intro, we have, sometimes we have clips. Uh, We we have, um, we we started the show with a short that one of the comics that's uh, now in Baltimore shared that's kind of his experience of uh, being on, going viral about a, a comic that got beat, uh, a comic that uh, a heckler got beat up in the audience. It was a crazy story. But was that Tink? Tink, yeah. Okay, so that's when I came in. Okay. Uh, I came on right as he was talking about giving the heckler back his flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his Jordan flip flop. Yeah. Oh, that oh. was hilarious. It's crazy, man. And, and I guess that's how my brain is always thinking like how can so i've seen online comedy how can we Mm -hmm. change it a little bit we'll we'll have an intro we'll have uh video elements to it you know we can't we'll have some sound effects every once in a while i have a soundboard that i can add like a you know a jamaican air horn if i think something's funny when i'm talking i just there are things that you can do that can elevate it to make it feel like this is happening here um this you're present and you care about the medium so i i think that that stuff helps too is that something you're going to do uh, every week now yeah we're going to do it every every um week uh funnyfactorcomedy.com if you want to sign up uh for our mailing list we're trying to collect names so that we can start sending out newsletters but um we post information with the poster for the next show on the website along with the um the meeting uh site and the uh password and that is a little more uh interactive because you can chat and then we also have a secondary link that goes out the night of uh on the facebook uh event where we'll put like a youtube link right in the moment so if you know we have we have a population of people that do not like getting on a new thing do we know who's who's up next week yeah so um one of the comics that we have is this gentleman named Jamel Johnson, who moved to LA um, a couple years ago. He's from DC. He appeared on um, Kevin Hart's uh, Laughs in the City. Um, super funny guy. Uh, yeah, so Jamel Johnson and a couple other people, tentative, but that's that's who's going to be on one of the bigger comics. He just put out a half an hour on uh, Vimeo, $5 for a half an hour. He filmed it during COVID-19. So 
all that all the only people that are in the room are the camera person and him and wow. he filmed a half an hour it's crazy huh. like what people are doing right now is out of this world and like yeah using the resources that they have to make incredible things happen so it, it's going to change things forever for sure yeah yeah, uh, I you agree. know, I mean, this, this, even when things get back to normal, uh, you know, a, a, an independent comic, an independent musician who can't find a gig can now use this platform to create his own thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it, it's really interesting. It'll, uh, it'll be fun to watch how this progresses as we, as we return, uh, you know, back to whatever the new normal is going to be. Um, so you mentioned earlier, and I didn't know this. I, I thought that I had seen something a while back. But mm. You mentioned earlier that you've also done some music projects as well. Oh, yeah. So um, my cousin and I are uh, formed a group called Catch the Fade. Um, we, mm. we rap. I mean, rap is... Uh, I, so let me preface this with one thing. Um, I'm a utility creative. And, and by that, I mean, like, um, expression has always been important to me. Um, and I will use whatever I can in the moment to express myself. I mean, people probably say that all the time, but like I have little to no skill set in almost anything. I, I will take something, shape it into something that works for me, that's expressing whatever I'm feeling in the moment, and I'll hand it to somebody who's willing to listen. So I don't know if it's any good or anything, but I put out, um, we put out a single called Myself, um, which features um, Baltimore rapper King Los, who's since moved to California. That song has over 50,000 streams um, in the past three months. And, you know, it's just a testament to quality and the quality of the track and him promoting it and us promoting it. And I, I don't know. I, I, to be completely honest, I had no idea that it would do as well as it did. And that's, you know, it's modest for a big time rapper or musician, but it's pretty good for an independent artist who has no type of uh, promotional machine behind them. So, yeah. And it's called Catch Catch the Fade? Catch the Fade is the name of the group. And, right. and it's like kind of going back to like boom bap. We're really big fans of just like witty rap. Like, you know, just yep, yep. words being put together that were, uh, you know, you, you had never heard anything like, oh, what did he say about, I never heard a car described that way. I've never heard, you know, so, um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the way you describe that makes me think about Boogie Down Productions. Oh, um, man. Yeah, yeah. Back, you know, back back in those days where there was there was a sense of, there was a different sense of creativity. I'll put it that way. Um, right. It's clearly a very different style of rap back then than there is mm -hmm. today. Um, for the most part, I mean, there's still a handful of groups around that are doing that style of hip hop. So one of the, one of the things that um, is kind of a, a cultural thing that's kind of happened over the past couple of years is like the nonchalant thing about like, oh yeah, do this. You know, it's just a, no man, I care about everything. I care about the, I care about the drums. I care about the, the words, everything matters to me. And I cannot hide how passionate I am about the intricacies of anything that I do. And, you know, whether it's, it feels haphazard, sometimes that's the trick. Sometimes to me, 
stand up, that's the trick of, of stand up. Like you'll meet people that seem very casual, like they aren't telling jokes. And then you realize that like some of that is very intentional. You realize that there's, there's a lot of thought that goes behind all of it. And I, I've always wanted to express that that's important to me. And um, yeah, that's a part of my life. Like I care about the creative process and its intricacies. That that's really cool, man. I, I, and I think I see that in, in everything that you do. Um, because one thing that I didn't know, um, I'll be honest, every time I would listen to, uh, the movie schmovie podcast, it was always late. By the time I was listening to it, there was other things happening in the movie world that, that I, I was really just listening because I knew Ron James and I wanted to hear what he was doing. Well, I appreciate um, it. But, but this, now that, uh, that we're in this situation, you guys have been doing the podcast more often and I, I haven't been able to, I haven't been listening to podcasts as much because mm -hmm. typically I would listen when I would commute to work because I'm not commuting. I just, I, we're watching TV, we're doing other things, but I'll go mow the lawn and I'll throw the headphones on and I'll listen to the podcast in. And it's perfect because uh, the episodes run for you guys right about an hour, a little over an mm -hmm. hour sometimes. And that's good for me because it takes me a couple hours to do my lawn. And uh, so I've been able to keep up a little bit more. And the first one, I guess it's the end of March when you guys kind of got back into the routine um, mm -hmm. and you were talking about the, uh, the, the stuff that you're doing on your social platforms right now, the quarantine dream uh, series, I guess, oh, if man. you will. Yeah. Uh, and I, man, that is so cool because it's, it's, it's such a, a light of, of a, a ray of light for people. Um, and I didn't realize that you just kind of picked it up because you wanted to learn, you wanted to, to learn video editing and, and, content creation and that just kind of was your outlet to do that um, yeah. is that right yeah i've i've had no experience in video editing and and that wow. all that stuff so what I, again a utility sort of person in that way um i i was getting to a point where i think sometimes the the, the sarcasm that exists in in the social zeitgeist is is something that i love but some of it, it feels a little like um, dismissive. Sometimes when you hear like, like, you know, coronavirus is destroying the lives of many people. There's like all these jokes that are going around, which I love, but also there isn't as much optimism placed like uh, for every bit of sarcasm, there should be just as much optimism. And I like to create these 60 second things. All of them are, necessarily the most uh touching things but i really want people to know that like you can find some time to be happy you can find some joy in the moment and i could try to do that in 60 seconds because i feel like that's your attention you're like okay cool this is a thing all right this looks like stranger things but what is this saying oh man this is cool and you Absolutely. can go along with your day so like i love that stuff i love what that brings no, it's, it's been so cool. And, you know, it, and you're absolutely right. Not everything is going to speak to everybody, but yeah. you know, if you can, if you can find one thing 
you know, one, one small piece of, of everything that you're doing that's going to touch somebody else, then, you know, you've, you've done your job. Thanks. Man. And I, 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 I think it's been really cool. Um, and, and, you know, with, with the way social media works and the algorithms and all that, I'm sure that I haven't seen all of them. Um, but I, the one that really, uh, kind of hit me was the one you did, uh, was it, uh, yesterday or the day before, oh, right, uh, right, right. Uh, about your dad. And, uh, I, right. you know, I thought that I, not to get, not to get too much into it, but I think oh, that's that, fine. It's fine. Yeah. you know, what, what spoke to me about it is we are a product of our parents. Right. And when we're, when we're younger, we don't realize that. In fact, we, we probably put more of a denial into that. Um, yeah. and it's not until we, it's not until we mature. It's not until we, we grow older that we start to realize that. I mean, I definitely see, uh, my dad and myself. And I mean, I know it's, I know it's there. Um, I know yeah. that, that everything that I do today is there's, there's a piece of him in that. And, uh, that really spoke to me. And it's funny because everything that you put in that message was personal to you lessons that you learned from your dad that are completely true for everybody living in this situation today. Right, right. Um, my dad had this kind of, I mean, I kind of expressed it in the video. My dad had this frantic way of talking to me for, from when I was a kid all the way up to, um, you know, his passing a couple of years ago. Um, so sometimes when I was a kid, so imagine just sitting down, like, uh, you know, you, you after you, you leave school, he's picking you up and he'd be like, Hey, you should start saving money because at some point you're going to be by yourself and you'll have to do something of substance. You'll have to support people who, who might be us when we get older, you should develop an idea to save money. And I'm like seven years old. Like, what are you talking about? God, <laughs> you are <laughs> what? <laughs> so it was like that forever. So he would talk to me like that forever. And it got, when I was a kid, I was like, this is too much. But as I got older, um, it made more sense to me. It was almost like, you know, he, he didn't know anything about, you know, his, his fate, you know, his untimely demise or whatever. But he had an idea that like, he had to pass this stuff on to his kids. And there's something really yeah. cool about um, these expressions are like hieroglyphics. They're like these real cool, all we have is our words and our actions. And to put those out into the world, it's kind of magical to me. So somebody could Absolutely. pick it up. They could be like, you know, Jay had a podcast. Who, who did he talk to? And you listening like, oh, this is pretty interesting. This could be somebody five years from now that does that or two months from now, or 10 years from now. It's just, things hit people at weird times. And I think it's cool to just have the presence of mind to not necessarily think that you have something super important to say, but that your voice and everybody else's voice matters. And so that's why things like Instagram and Facebook, they're, they're like these, these hieroglyphics that we're putting on the wall for another person to look at down the line and be like, oh, this is how people live. This is how people spoke. This is what people did. I think that's cool, man. I, I think this, 
I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, if we can, if we can pass those lessons on to to others, you know, I mean, I, I know that I do, I say a lot of things to my son that I know for a fact, he's like, could you just stop? Yeah. But even though he doesn't want to hear it today, like you said, man, you just kind of burn it into their, their brains. So that at that one point, there's going to come a time when they just realize, Oh, (laughs) that's why he was telling me that. Uh, So yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, I I love the messaging and and what you were doing there. um, it, It all makes complete sense. Um, so let's get into uh, a little bit of movie talk. I know sure. there's ever since you and I have been uh, chatting and talking about recording this, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of things that I, I took note of uh, as this this whole situation began. Oh, and one okay. of them was the fact that the movie industry has completely changed. Right. I, I believe that even once we get back to normal, um, there's going to be a lot of, of change in, in what we see as um, it, it going to a, a theater for to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the big things I looked at, obviously movies are not being released right now in theaters. Right. Um, so I, I wanted to see for 2020, and I don't know if you've looked at this, um, the top movies of 2020 worldwide oh man i need to hear this i i didn't have not okay looked. so yeah. so before i before i say it if you had to guess right now and then we're talking box office numbers mm-hmm. um if you had to guess right now worldwide what would you think the number one movie would be uh trolls 2 uh, did trolls actually Get a thea- uh, oh, theater. Oh, the ones that were actually in the theater. It, so okay. this is actually box office ticket, gross ticket. Man, what came out this year? Uh, <laughs> I know. Jesus. So I'll give you the top please, three. Please, please. Number three is Doolittle. Number three number is two. Doolittle? Number three is Doolittle. Uh, number two is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. And number one is Bad Boys for Life. That's incredible. But I mean, I would not have guessed. And I guess I oh, and and so I'll give you the top five just because I think four and five are really important here. And I think this puts it into perspective. Number four is Birds of Prey. The Harley Quinn solo movie. And number five is The Invisible Man. Wow. Okay. Birds of Prey, I kind of figured. Birds of Prey makes sense because it actually, uh, it didn't do as well as it could have done, but it was really a solid movie. I just think that it, the the name was crazy. It was like the emancipation of, the name was nuts. The fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's not, that doesn't make any sense. You know, it's funny because I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of those movies. You haven't? I, seen- we... We wanted to see The Invisible Man. I've seen a great deal of those movies. Um, I haven't seen The Invisible Man. I hear that's really good. I think I've been kind of staying away from horror lately or, or and or thrillers. I just, they've been messing with me lately. Maybe it's like my nerves. <laughs> I kind of felt like that was a movie that would translate better in the theater. I agree. 
I agree. And so when it did come out, and then of course, you know, the 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 normal right now for these movies that are going straight to video on demand mm-hmm. are the twenty dollar the twenty dollar price uh, on the on the movie, which in perspective isn't really a big deal because if my wife and I were going to go to a movie, we'd spend more than that yeah. anyway. But for a movie that I felt like would be better in the theater, I didn't want to spend twenty dollars to watch it at home. Right. So my issue with the twenty dollar model is not the not the twenty dollars. That doesn't bother me. That it's just a rental. That's that is crazy. You can, I mean, so I understand that like they want to get their profits in and stuff like that, but. $20 that I can have for ever uh, is more of an incentive than $20 that I can have for what two watchings within 36 hours or whatever it is. It's a little gross. It's, it feels a little gross to me. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things that if it's a movie that you would have waited to come to video anyway mm-hmm. and pay $3 for, then I'm just going to wait till it turns to three dollars, and I yeah. guess we still don't really know what that time frame is going to be. If a movie comes straight to video on demand, right. how long do they wait before they start dropping the prices? And do they drop it gradually, or do they go from a twenty dollars price point to a two ninety nine price point? Yeah, that's that's kind of the weird place that we're in, and I guess what. Trolls 2 did is, you know, they made it made a lot of money. Um, I think what it's doing is every every studio is kind of playing chicken and, you, and you're going to see what what's going to be the first. We talked about this on uh, Movie Schmovie. What's going to be the first B minus slash C plus film that they're going to put out and say, hey, this is a movie that we know would have made a lot of money. But, hey, we could put this out. This is coming out in a month. It's going to be $20 rental. That's what's going to be interesting because Invisible Man at least had a theatrical release. Yep. What's going to be the big movie that has no theatrical release that's going to come straight to this model? That'll be the $20 price point besides Trolls. I mean, because obviously we saw Trolls was the thing. Exactly. That's not an animated movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, now that I think about it, I don't know that there are... Uh... <laughs> So the the only other movie that I can think of that I was really anticipating uh, that I don't even know if, if it has a release date now was uh, mm-hmm. A Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Oh, you man. Know? Like, they pushed, they... I can't imagine watching that at home if they go straight to, to video. Right. I mean, they pushed it. They pushed it to next year. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Um, they announced that and a couple of other movies were getting pushed to next year. Venom also got announced to be pushed to next year. Um, but there, we, we have to talk about the idea that people may not be comfortable once the theaters open up to sit in the theater beside people with with this exactly going around i mean it's it's a strange ripple effect that comes from that so Um, one thing that i've i've seen kicked around as an idea in the music industry especially in the uh the concert uh touring and venues um there was uh, i saw a questionnaire come out from a uh, talent booking agency a few days ago and one mm-hmm. of the things that agencies and artists are considering are 
if an artist is coming to play a, a theater venue or a, a, any venue that has seating, um, they would book two shows in one night for no additional charge so that the venues can skip seats. Oh, wow. I never considered that as an option. And then it still makes you wonder about the smaller venues like clubs that, that are standing room only type venues. Mm -hmm. But it made me think about the theaters and how, you know, that would work in a, in a movie setting. And I guess, you know, it could work. Um, you know, a lot of the, uh, the theaters are, are doing reserve seating and things like that anyway, these days. So it, it could absolutely work. I don't know that it really creates the, the six feet, social distancing but it it will give i i think the one thing that'll come out of this is people will will want their personal space um even yes. if it is less than six feet and i think that aspect of it could be met by doing that i just think that it really depends on the theater chains and and what what they're really going to want to do. I mean, I've, I've heard uh, reports that AMC might not even come back from this. I've heard the same. Um, it's, it's, it's disheartening, man. Cause like, you know, there's, there are people that like to talk in these like absolutes where like theaters are dead. This is, dead. you know, some, uh, once iTunes movies and uh, Vivo, uh, all these things are coming, these Fandango now and all these movies anywhere, all these movie theater sort of experiences that you can have at home. Right. Where you could spend $15 for a 4K thing. If you have a Dolby Atmos, you can get it coming at your head. But there's nothing like being in a room, sharing an experience with people. And that's something that people do not acknowledge that is starting to be acknowledged with with social distancing there's something about the experience exactly you know i've i've been in theaters doing stand-up and and looked around and seen faces and i can interact with people versus doing it at home which is look it there's value in it but doesn't feel quite as good to feel when you know you're not feeling that energy in in the room right yeah definitely i i will I, you know, I, I don't go to as many movies as I used to, but mm -hmm. like you said, it's the experience of seeing a movie with that group of people having that, that reaction, um, you know, especially with a, a, any sort of, you know, horror movie thriller. Um, there's always those points in a movie where it's, it's that big get you know, and everybody is going to respond to it. And there's just something about experiencing that with a, a large crowd that is part of that, that experience. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I really hope that, uh, you know, I, obviously I would want to see AMC come back because it's a, it's, it's a big part of our community for sure. Um, and I can't imagine the impact that it would have on, on the other, uh, uh, retail businesses around it. If, if something like that was to, you know, to, to, to not come back from this, but, uh, yeah, hey, we'll see. I, I think one of the cool things that's going to come out of it is like, um, inadvertently, especially since we're, we're like in, you're in the Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Benji's exists, the, yep. the drive-in theater Benji's. So, um, there are certain States that are, that have had driving experiences during all of this. I I've, I've been going since I was a kid, 
kind of scattered, you know, throughout the years, but that experience is out of this world. And to have that become a thing again. Absolutely. Out of this, the idea of that just warms my heart, man. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I have seen some of those reports and I haven't even, I haven't even looked to see if Benji's is, is even talking about it. Um, you know, if I don't know if they have, uh, I, I, well, I haven't heard that they're doing anything here um, at Benji's, but I, this is usually about the time of the year where they're reopening. Yeah. Um, so I follow their Instagram and they've been trying to figure out, you know, Hogan has not really said that Governor Hogan, uh, Governor of Maryland hasn't really said that driving theaters are permitted at the time, but they're trying to figure out you know, at some point, you know, in a month or two, if it would be, if it would be okay. And then they can figure out the, the only thing that I'm scared about is using the restroom. How does that work? The snacks make sense. You could, you could order it. You could get somebody to come to your car or something like that. But how do people use the restroom? Right. In the middle of Ugh. all those cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, like a, that's a scary thought. Um, it is. Man. I, there's no telling, man. Um, you know, and I think it, it's those are the situations that you'll you'll start to see the differences in people um, and how people yes. handle themselves yeah. in, in those situations. Um, so yeah. I, I look forward to to getting back to normal for many reasons. But uh, but I think it'll it'll it's important for everybody just to kind of keep a cool head and, and know that whatever that looks like, it's going to be something different than what we're used to, uh, you know, two months right. ago. Yeah, I agree. Well, Hey man, I think our, our time's about up on zoom. Uh, in fact, I'm surprised it haven't, hasn't given me the 40 minute, uh, countdown yet, <laughs> but, uh, so real quick, uh, all your socials, I know you're on Facebook and Instagram. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, Instagram, um, who is Ron James, um, Twitter, who is Ron James. Um, I also have a, a Facebook, who is Ron James. That's like a, a place. So that whole idea is like, I wanted one place where people could see all of the things that I do. Yep. And that became the, who is Ron James thing. Like, it's not that I'm, don't think I'm super important, but what do I do? It, it should be called what does Ron do? But you know, <laughs> who is Ron James on everything? Awesome. So. And then uh funny factor comedy.com for the online uh, comedy streams. Uh, yes. Movie movie. Is there a website? Uh, yeah. Movie movie.com. Um, it's available on all streaming services. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, it's available on all those services. So. Absolutely. And I can't, I didn't write down the other two podcasts. Uh, it's branded B R N D D. And the other one's called three dope dudes in a mic three D D M. That's a wrestling podcast. Uh, I definitely, so I, tried to, I have to check that one out. I'm not a, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I would have yeah. never thought you were either. <laughs> oh man. Like I, I, I think, personalities are my thing and, and and i love voices and words so like anything where i can hear people talk trash to each other i'm, I'm all about it awesome yeah well i'll, I'll definitely yeah. check that out and then uh statusapparatus.com 
Yes. Um, I also have some Animal Crossing clothing. If you go to the Instagram uh, status underscore apparatus, some of the pieces that I sell in real life are available on Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. So <laughs> I'm trying to try to make it so that you could you could experience it everywhere. Very cool. Even in video games. That's awesome. And uh, and real quick, uh, what's the name of the track from Catch the Fade? So Catch the Fade, uh, this song's called Myself. It's my cousin and I, Sir Tizzy, featuring King Los. King Los is like a freestyle champion. If you listen to, if you look up King Los freestyle, he can rap for like hours on end. He's kind of amazing. Oh, wow. And uh, he was gracious enough to be on this song. So Awesome. Very cool. Ron James, cool. thanks for coming on, man. It was great talking to you. Good seeing you again on Zoom. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch throughout all this. And uh, hopefully yeah, we man. can do it again soon. Jay, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it.